Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Charlotte was wondering what may have caused the Big Bang. Awesome. So, Charlotte, this is one of the big questions, one of the really, really big questions in cosmology, which is what caused the Big Bang to happen? And this is one of those questions that we don't have an answer for right now. Now, that's okay. We don't have an answer yet. Science is all about exploring and learning and making new discoveries. So we don't know everything off the bat. We have got to come up with ways to test and to find out. And what's really beautiful is every time we come up with a new solution, when we find out something new, we make a new discovery, it opens the door to hundreds of new questions. So right now, I can't tell you what we think started the Big Bang because we don't really know yet. But we can talk a little bit about what we think it was and why we think it might have happened. So, the Big Bang. What are we talking about? Well, the Big Bang is a nickname that we have to describe the beginning of our universe in the state that it's in now. It's often mistaken as the creation or the formation of our universe, and it's not really that. We don't really know how the universe was made, if it comes from another universe or if it all started at the moment of the Big Bang, but we know that the universe was in a different state than it is. It was in a different condition than it is today, and that at some point it changed. And that change is what we call the Big Bang. Now, why do we think this happened? Well, let's go back about a hundred years or so to an astronomer named Edwin Hubble. You might recognize that name Hubble, right? He's so important that we named, or rather his work was so important that we named the Hubble Space Telescope after him. And he was really interested in galaxies. He was interested in a lot of things, but galaxies were really important to him. And so he was looking at the galaxies with the help of many other astronomers gathering incredible data and looking at how far away they were and how they were moving relative to us. And what he saw was that most galaxies are moving away from us. There are a few exceptions, like Andromeda Galaxy and the Milky Way Galaxy are actually moving towards each other. But for the vast majority of galaxies in any direction he looked, he found that they were moving away from us. And he found that the farther away a galaxy was, the faster away it appeared to be moving from us. And so just thinking about this logically, we started going, okay, so if all the galaxies are moving away from everything else, right? There isn't just a center point. They're moving away from everybody. So everyone is moving away from everyone. Well, at some point, if we were to rewind the clock, if we could 
press a rewind like we can on a video, well, then the galaxies should all be closer to each other, right? They get closer and closer and closer and closer. And looking at how quickly it seems like everything is moving apart, how long ago would everything be in the same place? And that's where we come to the number of 13.8 billion years. So we think that the whole universe has been expanding. Everything in it's been moving apart for the past 13.8 billion years. So we could say roughly 14 billion years. Now, on the one hand, that sounds like a really, really long time from the perspective of little creatures that only get to live a century, right? But on the other hand, 14 billion years is not that long of a period. Thinking about our sun, our sun's about four and a half billion years old. So the sun's been around for a good chunk of the existence of the universe, at least in the form that it is now. So this is the first idea that we had that, okay, everything needed to be in one place if we were to rewind the clocks, right? Now, it's a little bit of a challenge though, because we weren't alive back then, right? We don't have cameras watching what was happening. And when the universe was really, really close together, we think that, well, if you had all of that stuff squeezed together into this really small state, things must have been a little bit different than they are now. It would have had to have been really, really hot. You wouldn't have been able to have the kinds of atoms that we do today. And so theorists have thought about, okay, well, what would it have been like? And the theory of Big Bang came out of that, of working with math and what we know about the laws of the universe and the laws of physics and going, okay, how would it have worked then? And one of the things that was predicted, now this is really important in science, when we have a theory, a theory in science isn't the same thing as a theory in everyday life. In everyday life, if we say something like, oh, I have a theory, it just means kind of a guess. But in science, a theory holds a lot more weight. It's much more important. A theory is something that is backed up by observation, by evidence. It has lots of evidence to support it. It creates an understanding or a picture of how something works. And most importantly, it makes predictions. So the Big Bang Theory predicted that there should be this light that came from after the Big Bang, when the universe started to spread out enough where it wasn't so dense, everything wasn't so, so packed in, that light could begin to spread. Because in the beginning, and I'm talking about the beginning after the Big Bang, again, we don't really know if this is part of a larger cycle, if there was a before or not, but right after the Big Bang, we think that the universe would have been so squeezed, so tight and compact, everything was so close to each other, that if light tried to travel, it would hit into something, get absorbed by that thing, then get emitted, and hit and, and on and on and on and on. And so you could never really get the light to travel very far until the universe had spread out enough, light could start traveling and there should be this big burst of light. So scientists went, okay, so if this is correct, where's the light? And you know what? We found it. So we call it the cosmic background radiation or the microwave background radiation because it's a type of color called microwave that our eyes don't see. 
So human beings, we can see some colors, but there's lots of colors that are invisible to humans. Now those colors are still there and some animals can see some of those colors, right? But we have machines, we have our instruments that can actually see those. And then we use computers to help us to try and visualize what that would look like. So microwave is like a really, really red red. So if you, I know this is hard, but try to imagine a color that is redder than red that's infrared. And then a color that's even redder than that red, that gets us to microwave, which is a kind of radio actually. And so when we look up at the sky with our own eyes, it looks black to us, right? But when we look with telescopes that can see microwave, we see that the universe is full of this light that has been traveling since the Big Bang. So that's our second big line of evidence for the Big Bang. Now, coming back to your question of, well, what might have started it? Again, we're not really sure. And we also don't know if the Big Bang, if our universe is part of a larger cycle or if this is it, right? Is this the first time, the only time that there's been a universe or is the universe expanding and then contracting back into that really dense state and then expanding out and contracting back. That's a very popular idea. It's very attractive as an idea because it it matches with our intuition, what we think should be right based on how Earth cycles work, right? We go through the seasons or we think about how things, life cycles of creatures and plants. So it's very satisfying to think maybe there might be a life cycle of the universe of expansion and contraction. Or maybe our universe is inside of another universe. Another really popular idea is that universes are inside the black holes inside of other universes. But at this point, we just don't know. Those are guesses, right? These are not theories. When I talk about our universe being inside of another universe, that is not a scientific theory. It's just a guess. And in order to bring it into the realm of science, we have to have a way to test, to actually observe and see if there's evidence for it. So we have evidence for the Big Bang, but we don't have evidence yet for what made the Big Bang happen or evidence for if we're part of a multiverse or if this is part of a big cycle. And those are the sorts of things that we need more cosmologists. Cosmologists are the space scientists who study the whole universe. So not just little tiny details like studying an asteroid, which I love studying asteroids, but that's a different field, right? Or studying a specific star or just a black hole, but studying the whole big picture, that's cosmology. And over the years, we've learned so much. And hopefully in the coming years, we're going to keep learning more and more. And maybe one day we'll be able to have an answer to your excellent question, which was what caused this whole thing to happen in the first place. All right, as always, everyone, thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate you listening, learning about space together. And if you have topics or questions that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, please go ahead and have your folks send that in to the email in the description. And as always, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.